0: Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. Thanks for listening, and remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Marvel's Black Panther is said to be more than a movie. It's a movement. Joining me now to discuss is Taryn Finley, the Black Voices editor at HuffPost. Taryn, it's great to have you on the podcast. It's
1: great to be here, and it's great to finally be able to talk
0: about Black Panther. Right? We've all been waiting. We are There is discussion groups. Facebook's lit up. Twitter's lit up. Is Black Panther a game changer for the superhero movie genre? Oh, wow.
1: Yes, it is on so many levels. Not only is this a blockbuster slated to break so many records, but we've never seen this kind of representation in a superhero film. Like, this is a confident and just well thought out, nuanced portrayal of not only just African life and Black life, but, you know, this amazing super fantasy, like advanced world of Wakanda that these people inhibit. And it's just so amazing to see African uh an African country, though fictional, depicted in this way. It's the most advanced country. It's the most advanced nation in this Marvel universe. And it's, it's, really, it's really about to bring about a lot of change, I think, in the way that we talk about how representation should be on screen.
0: Right, because Wakanda is actually seen as an independent African nation, not one that's being taken over by somebody else, not one that's depicting African Americans as slaves. So Mm -hmm. that's empowering.
1: Yeah, it's such a positive image in the fact that we see this country that has never been colonized, it's never been touched or influenced by uh, by European standards. And they're just so... Prideful in their blackness and in their Wakandianness, right. if, if I can make up a word. You just did. <laughs> you know? And it's just beautiful to see the the wardrobe, which is actually inspired by real African tribes throughout the continent. And the hair, you see all this beautiful natural hair, this beautiful melanin, such like beautiful chocolate skin just dripping off of the screen. And it's really heartening to see, especially as an African-American woman, to see myself depicted on screen in in such a positive light. And, you know, Wakanda is a fantasy land, but it does a really good job of evoking a real feeling of pride in the viewer.
0: How do you think this movie will debunk a lot of the myths we have about African culture.
1: A lot of times when people see African nations depicted, they're from a stance of starvation or um, depression or, you know, lack of resources. And yes, that is a very real thing in some parts of Africa, but that is not, Africa is not a monolith, and it does not, you know, it, it does not exist on just that plane. To see this continent, like to see, like I said, though fictional, to see this, this country on this continent reflected like that just really brings out the beauty of Africa. And I've never seen this on screen at all.
0: Now, so would you actually consider this a watershed moment for African culture, African American culture? I
1: would, I definitely would, because this film is bringing us so much confidence and so much pride that i've never seen a film do before granted we are we have black filmmakers and black movies that have done really well that have really spoken to um, who we are on a three-dimensional level i've never seen anything like this at this scale be so glorious and so magnificently told ryan coogler and the crew they really did a good job and i think that it, I think that it's important to note that not only is representation in this film um, important on screen, but also behind the scenes. Because Ryan Coogler had a team, uh, an inclusive team, helping him on this. And without you know those black folks behind this, without Ruth Carter, um, Hannah Batchelor, who worked on the um, the set design. Without these people really evoking the true nature and the traditions of Africa and tying in these themes of black culture and African culture, period, you know, we wouldn't have been able to see such a well thought out. And And
0: authentic.
1: Yeah, an authentic uh, film.
0: Talk to me about the fierce, fierce Females in this film and you yourself, being an African-American woman, how you felt watching them on the big screen? Who
1: the Dora Milaje. they <laughs> are they are some women warriors to be reckoned with. You know, they're led by uh the general played by Denai Guerrera, who is Okoye, in the film, and she and the Dora Milaje take no prisoners. They are patriots literally through and through. I've never seen, you know, patriotism showed shown in this light from black women on screen. So I think that is also just another point to to point out. But their role is to protect and defend T'Challa, who is the king of Wakanda, and uh, Wakanda, period. They want to preserve the resources that uh, Wakanda has that the world is curious about and wants to tap into. And their whole role is to make sure that, you know, Wakanda is not compromised, jeopardized, or anything. Um, and then you also have Lupita. She is not a Dora Milaje, but she is an international spy for Wakanda. And. One Another thing that I think is very important to note um, with this film, um, not just with Lupita uh, Denai and Letitia Wright, who plays T'Challa's sister, um, Shuri, in the film, is that they are all very fully fleshed out and realized characters. They are three-dimensional. They do not rely on a man to um, do anything or to make any decisions. They're not there for for love or affection or but even though you know you see in the film that they are very much love lovable and able to be you know emotionally um driven in that way but they are they have tangible goals and i think that really will speak to so many little girls like so many little girls will see the strength in in the women of wakanda and of black panther and, and be inspired. I know I was, and, some, uh, and I'm in my 20s.
0: Some people said that actually they'd be fine if Black Panther wasn't in it and just the women were in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they really, like,
1: honestly, the Dora Milaje, these women... I I don't know how T'Challa would survive <laughs> without these women. Uh and you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but there are a few times when they have to go in and save him. Save they the really day.
0: they really do save the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I would
1: I would be just fine if Marvel wanted to make a film just about them.
0: Well, that may be coming. I hope so. We'll see, you know, we'll see what happens with the rest of the the line in, in this genre, but um you mentioned Lupita Nyong'o uh, in an interview. She said, you know, now she can't believe she's going to be one of these little figurines because, of course, they're going to capitalize on this. Disney, Marvel will capitalize this and make make toys related to Black Panther. And she said she remembers growing up being a little girl playing with little white dolls. And she said it's very important, not just for little black girls, but for all girls to be able to play with dolls that don't look like themselves. And now they'll be playing with little brown dolls. Mm-hmm.
1: And I agree. I agree. You know, it's really important for all of us to see the beauty in not only ourselves, but our fellow sister and our fellow brother. Um, I remember growing up, it was so hard to find dolls that looked like me. Uh, You know, it's still even hard to find, you know, from the littlest things like makeup. Uh, the foundation that, that matches our skin tone. Thank God for, you know, some more of these inclusive brands coming out. But I'm just so happy that little girls and boys or whoever will be able to look at and see and play with these dolls from this movie. Um, it's, it's, it's really amazing because not only when a little black girl plays with her doll and sees that she looks like her um, not only does that evoke a sense of pride and confidence in her, but also if a little white girl is seeing and she's like, oh, I want a doll of Nakia from Black Panther because I thought that she was amazing. She's going to value the beauty of not just whiteness, but of blackness, too. She's going to value the, 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 so, like all of the shades and all of the different sizes that women can be beautiful in.
0: No, it's beautifully said. And, and you know, for some, it'll just be you're colorblind. Mm-hmm. I know my daughter, we went into American Girl doll not long ago. And and she said she wanted the Latina doll. And I have a Caucasian daughter, like myself. And I said, yeah, you sure you want, because you, we thought we were going to get a doll that kind of looked like you. And she said, no, mommy, I really, I think she's cool. And I like her clothes. And I like what she does. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you go, girl. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, talk to me about the bottom line, because at the end of the day, movie houses make movies to make money, and this one's supposed to just blow it out of the park. How do you think Hollywood may tap into um, the, the black market, if you will, going forward?
1: So, and honestly, just rewinding back to 2016 when this film was announced, black Twitter has been hype about this ever since, and literally the hype never die down so we knew that this was going to be a blockbuster we knew that this was going to break records so the fact that it finally is here you know, a lot of black people are happy, but then a lot of others are just like really surprised and it's like, no, this is what we've been asking for. <laughs> this is what we've been demanding. We've been demanding to be heard. We've been demanding to be represented and included in a lot of these big projects so that we too can feel special. And I really hope that Hollywood finally pays attention because we've seen with, you know, a lot of these television shows and a lot of other projects coming up um, or um, that 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 we've seen in modern history, a lot of them have been, or rather the past two years, a lot of them have been more inclusive in showing more diverse voices. But there's still this hesitation to like, jump and do something like, you know, just because like it's black or just because it's Latino or just because it's whatever. But there is this
0: voracious appetite, it sounds like for this kind of programming. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Not only not only from the black community, but you know, from from everyone to see themselves represented and and to see others represented. We're tired of seeing the same tired storylines portrayed about you know some white guy saving the day we want to see ourselves
0: I think Hollywood's getting the message Taryn I I think they are you know um, Black Panther was first created as a Marvel comic book character by Stan Lee of course the great Stan Lee back in the 1960s during the whole civil rights movement looking back do you think Stan Lee was ahead of his time
1: I think he was on par for the course, mm-hmm. especially given everything that was going on at that time. Black Panther was created in 1966, um, literally a few months before the Black Panther Party and, um, you know, uh, uh, in the midst of all of these revolutionary movements. And I think it's important to note that, you know, art imitates life. and these things and these themes that we've been exploring and talking about amongst ourselves for the longest, they are not new. The only thing that's new and frankly overdue is the fact that the world is starting to take note.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, we've also got the Black Panther album, which is doing phenomenally well with Kendrick Lamar, SZA, a whole bunch of others, The Weeknd, you name it. Talk to me about how the narrative of that album coincides with the narrative of the film.
1: Oh, my God so I cannot listen to that album without like having chills down my spine because it's just so powerful and it's this, it's another, just another iteration of us being represented and evoking that same sense of pride that we see in the film, you know like I even think about the All the Stars video with Kendrick Lamar and SZA it's so beautiful, it's vibrant, so many colors, that's just another way that we see the glorious um, the glorious sides of of, you know, African cultures uh, represented, and I think that they, the video, the album, the film, they really go hand in hand. I'm so glad that Ryan Coogler, the, the director, um, recruited Kendrick um, and TDE, his label, to do this album because it really speaks not only lyrically and sonically. Um, to a lot of the themes that we're talking about in the movie but also just like you, it just sounds good. It feels good.
0: <laughs> you, know, you just can't not listen to it. Right because I I've, I love Kugler right because here we are talking about how this is a movement and not a movie but he said you know at the end of the day I want people to have fun. I want them to be entertained and I'm sure at the end of the day Lamar is saying I just want people to think this is cool music and mm-hmm. they want to listen to it mm-hmm. right because we're all the same in that respect mm-hmm. and we're all universal in that respect. What about the men in this movie not to be overlooked by the women. Uh, Michael B. Jordan plays the villain. I know you had a chance to talk to him, right?
1: Yeah, I did. And um, I I spoke with him before I saw the film just to, you know, see what he did to prepare, like what mind state that was and like, you know, uh, some some things like that. And he said he he went to a dark place um, similar to Heath Ledger. Um, what he did for, for Dark Knight. He said he, um, he didn't want to share, he wanted to keep that personal, mm. but he kept a journal throughout his entire time on set. And he said it was just beautiful going on set and being able to see cast members that looked like him telling this story, not only just like his cast members, but people behind the camera too. You know, that goes back to what I was saying about representation in front and behind the camera. Um, But yeah, but as far as, as far as this story goes, Michael B. Jordan really knocks it out of the ballpark. And I think he's going to go down in villain history. There's, he... The writers did a really good job in getting us to sympathize with uh, Ryan Coogler, who plays, or excuse me, with um, Michael B. Jordan, who plays um, Eric Killmonger in Black Panther. Uh, and he, his relationship with T'Challa is... Played by
0: Chadwick Boseman. Yes,
1: played with Ch- uh, by Chadwick Boseman, who is the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, his relationship, their relationship is, is very similar to the relationship, or it speaks to themes that the relationship between African Americans um, and people who were born on the continent of Africa, the black people who were born on that continent, feel. And there's this disconnect that a lot of black people have because we don't necessarily have that those roots to um, Tap into that cultural pride that you know T'Challa would have. Rich history, right? Exactly, and that's all that uh, Michael B. Jordan's character wants in this film. So it's amazing they they did a really good job of writing him.
0: You know, it'll be interesting to see how uh, awards season, the next awards season, looks at this film because we know historically they don't look kindly upon this genre. Do you think that that might change here? or the performance is such that that might change?
1: I really believe that Black Panther is a game changer. And that may just be me running on the Black Panther high. I just saw it for the second time last <laughs> night. Right. And, you know, that adrenaline and, and excitement is still there. But I really believe that this film is Oscar worthy. And if this film can bring home um, Marvel's first Oscar for a cinematic film, then... I think that it it really. I think just, it really
0: it really is a movement. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: Oh my god! So like, hands down, yeah. hands down. And even if it doesn't, you know, it still does a great job of reflecting a lot of the themes that we should be talking about. It's it's, it's not too um, socially heavy on purpose. It just naturally is that. And though it has these serious themes, it's fun. It's so fun to watch.
0: Which at the end of the day, again, is the universal language. Mm -hmm. So Taryn Finley, if you all could see her right now, you look beautiful. You've got some (laughs) African... Uh, culture uh, that you are wearing right now around your neck and on your head yes
1: I have a a nice little um, head wrap by the the rap life uh, African inspired Um, my necklace I'm not even sure where I got this from well look it
0: it fits the bill (laughs) and also your nails are pretty fierce oh thank you they're purple and they're long and I think they fit right into the Black Panther film little little (laughs) (laughs) claw. Taryn Finley of HuffPost thanks so much for uh, joining us All right. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. Be sure to rate, review and share this podcast and remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.